Good morning, good morning, good morning. I know you noticed that it's Saturday. And what is she doing on here? But I'm just so honored and grateful to have my heart so full and my spirit so full to share things with you this morning. So consider the treat, okay? First, I want to say I love you. I thank God for you, for supporting me, for praying for me, for loving on me, forgiving me, for just being a part of my life for now and forevermore. I'm so honored to embrace you with love. I'm so honored to embrace you with a kind heart. I just thank you so much for being in my life. And Father, we just thank you so much for just the connections that you set before us. Iron sharpens iron and every joint supply. We're the joints in the body that's not thinking we're better than each other, thinking we know it all, thinking we have it all together. But we can use the help of growing from the people you send our way and people who you send us to. And we just feel so good to help people. We're so passionate about being a good help, being a used vessel. Hallelujah. And we're so honored for that. We thank you for being a God of love. We love to love. It feels so good to love when everything around you telling you not to. We rest. And what resting means, just being assured that everything that God is saying to you or saying to you is already assured. It's already guaranteed. A person who is not so sure about what God is revealing to them, keep asking for a revelation or keep going around asking people to give them confirmation. And a lot of times God is not going to repeat what he said because he wants you to begin to trust him on what he said and when he said it to you. It's an honor for have to have God just tap onto you and then release something upon you like that. Powerful information for our purpose. To continue on our journey to fulfill our purpose. This day, God wants to take some things out of your life and God wants to bring some things into your life. And I know it's a strange place to be and it's a very exciting place to be. And when I say strange, I mean because it's unfamiliar, it's new, it's not what you're used to doing. It's not how you're used to thinking and it's not how you're used to feeling. But it's a good feeling. So I want you to embrace this new today. Many people, when we say the word new, and um, a pastor, Sean Strickland, gave a powerful word. And God kept telling me, go to Facebook and go and stroll down because I've barely strolled down to look at things because I'm just on there to post. Now, what I see while I'm on there, I try to like and enjoy what I'm seeing, but I take it real seriously just to post up a very important message that God put in my spirit at the time. But I want to be engaged in your life as, as lives as well on what God is doing for you also. Therefore, I take the time to stroll down and God put it in my heart to do that yesterday. And she gave this powerful message. She said, baby girl, get ready to receive what your eyes have never seen. New beginnings. I'm paraphrasing, but just saying new beginnings. God speaking to his daughter. Baby girl, 
Get ready for what I'm about to do in your life. What I'm about to do for you that you have never seen. It's so big. It's bigger than you. And I was like, wow, I receive it. But then I didn't comment on it. And God said, no, I need you to comment on that. Because you are who I'm talking to, but not the only person I'm talking to. But you are in my mind when I said that. My heart is for you in this message as an individual. See, a lot of times I always look at and think of everybody. I include everybody. And sometimes God can say the word is for you. I may have everyone to listen up or use everyone to tune in or to release, but it could be just for you. So just receive. Learn how to receive and accept your blessings, accept your miracles. Because I'm the type of person I would just give them what God give me. I'm supposed to give it away to those who are in need. And God said, no, this is for you to keep. These blessings coming your way are yours. They have theirs. This is your season. This is your time. Your life is not the same anymore. It will never be the same. Every moment you spend on earth, it gets greater and greater. Just continue to yield. Just continue to follow. Just continue to be hungry. Just continue. Continue. Just don't discontinue yourself. Continue. And I trust you to continue. Because you have such a heart as a server. You have a heart of humility. You have a heart of determination. You have a heart of honesty. And these are important. They are important to carry around. And to release. Because I am an honest God. I shall not lie. You're releasing my truth. By showing the truth upon your lie. You don't mind admitting a mistake. And you don't mind getting up from a mistake. And you don't mind giving people hope in their mistakes. Because you do it all the day long. And you do it so well. So passionately. You give people a helping hand. And you don't give them a fiery torch when you're doing it. Meaning I don't spank anyone while I'm correcting them by God. But I give you a helping hand. I throw the rod on the ground. And I embrace you with my arms. With the love of God. My message is not to say you're going to hell if you keep doing wrong. My message is not to say turn from your wicked ways. You know better than what you're doing. Stop doing what you're doing. Hell is a real place. God's fire, he will give you eternal fire. My message is not just based upon making a person fear the Lord in a physical sense. To not even want to come to him. But I'm drawing you to God with the love of God. I'm showing you how much he loves you. Because love covers everything. That love of God will convict us to convert us to walk in who we really are. Because if we keep scaring each other spiritually, it's not going to do anything. But just keep asking you to for- asking God to forgive you. But you're not going to surrender until you feel as though you want to surrender. But when you know about his love and how much he cares for you and all he has for you. Upon revelation of reading the scripture of his word, of the testimonies, 
of where we came from to where we are now and where we're going to. That's what pierced the hearts of men. So God, he put a sword. It was a huge sword. He just, and it, oh my, how, how can I describe it, God? It's early in the morning. It's early in the morning, y'all. And I'm just like flowing. Words just flowing out of my belly. He put the sword in my mouth backwards. No, upside down. Let me say that. Upside down. The, sh- the edge of the sword was the last part to be shown out of my mouth. He put the handle in my belly first. And I said, why did you turn it the other way around? And he said, because out of your belly and every time you speak, your words going to be sharp. It's going to pierce whatever destination you send it. Whatever you speak into, it has to come to pass. It has to obey. I'm allowing your words to become my words. Therefore, what you say is coming because it's what I'm saying. See, I took you from saying what you want to say to what I am saying. Your words become more effective. And that's for every single one of us. I've been around a lot of people. And a lot of people who just do not have the faith to believe the words that God says. And if if it's not all the words, it's some of the words that you just don't believe. You're doubting. See, I'm a person that I get in the face of God and say, if I don't believe, then strengthen me in the areas to help my unbelief. You have to be bold enough, hungry enough, passionate enough, determined enough for the correction. Or the growth. Father, I'm not embarrassed to look at you and say, I need help with my words. The way I'm thinking, I I see certain people, I get angry. I don't want to get angry because of what the love to me. So show me how to stand in your love always. Anyhow, for anyone and everyone. If God confront you with that very person who you couldn't stand, just the mention of their name make you just, uh, and all of a sudden that uh, comes, it becomes, I love you, I'm praying for you, God bless you, I want to call this person up. Walking in love. A lot of us are great leaders and we're we are walking in our calling and our anointing. But our words are falling to the ground if it's not of faith. See, God is not going to allow you to come to his presence and speak doubt. Those words fall to the ground. They don't even enter into his presence. Hallelujah. Saying things like, I need a, a cure for this, or I'm broke, I need money for this. This daggone quarantine is, is causing me my job and, and my bills, or my children is just this, or my spouse is just, we just not getting along. Or you go around talking about your spouse, or you falling out of love with your spouse. You're not spending the, the fire you had. It, I don't know where it went. And as a seer, my God, I see every day how important it is for me to be here. 
Because when I'm eating in God's presence, I must release so people can eat who's hungry in those areas. Because God gives me a word for every area. Because he's no respected person. He has no respected person. You have to evaluate yourself on a daily basis. And these women, my sisters, when uh, Pastor Sean Strickland gave his word for all the females, all the sisters, and it was like new beginnings coming to you. And the numbers just start going like this. Ding, 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 ding. Everybody was just messaging. But the thing about it is, a lot of us sisters thinking that we're receiving a new beginning in an area that God is not tapping into yet. He's giving you strength and power and authority in another area. He's gracing you in a whole other area for a whole other direction that you don't even not, you're not even aware of for most of you. A lot of you thinking new beginnings mean new relationship. Being uh, pursued upon. That's not all what God always talking about. He wants to strengthen the gifts on the inside of you. Shape you. He's showing me an art easel right now. He's painting a perfect picture of your life. <laughs> he said, my life. And I'm always including everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's for all of us. I don't like to say me. I like for us. I'm just that type of person. Hallelujah. I've always been that way. Even if I someone giving me anything, I always give some to other people. But a lot of my sisters are thinking that marriage is coming to every single one of them. And that's not the case. It will come, but it's, it's not everybody's time. Don't even focus on that. That's not my focus. New beginnings to me is stepping into something I never stepped into before. And I receive it in every way, God, you have come in my way. Hallelujah. And I want you to feel the same way. Because there are a lot of us who are thinking that we're ready for marriage or we're ready for elevation in business when you don't even walk in love. You have an attitude problem. You want to elevate your own self. You want to glorify your own self. You want to feel so important. When indeed you are important. You want everyone to know what God is doing in you. So it won't look like that you're not being beneficial or you're not doing what you're supposed to do in the body. God not looking for a person who's putting their hands into the plow. He's looking for those who are humble to receive and go and release. A lot of us are just hearers only. Here's only and not doing anything. A lot of us saying one day we're praying for the nations and one day we have a heart for God. Then the next day you're talking about the disrespectful things that's going on in the world. You be double minded. 
And a lot of us thinking about marriage and don't even know the importance of it. Not even allowing God to prepare you for it. Of course, everyone desire. Well, a lot of people desire, not everyone. But just allow God to do what he wants to do in the season that we are in. Soon as I opened my eyes this morning, God showed me his ear. What do you have to say to me today? Now you're up. I've been waiting for you to get up. Your spirit been talking to me all night. I've been speaking to you all night in dreams. Now you're physically up. What do you want to say to me? Good morning. (laughs) I love you. It's so much to be said. It's so much to be said. I look over and I see an angel with a bag in his hand. I'm like, what is all this? Trust me, God is blowing my mind. (laughs) I'm starting to get used to these encounters. (laughs) At first, I used to run away out my room. Seriously, I did. I was like, hold on. what's? Oh, nah. Oh, nah. I'm not used to this. (laughs) I didn't ask for this. But. It's where we're from. It's who we are. Children of God. You can't run from God's presence. Or angelic hosts. And I was like, what is this bag? And God said, look it up. Like you always do. (laughs) You will look up queen. I said, okay, okay. I look it up. And I said, what is a, you know, a plastic bag? A shop, it was a shopping bag. I said, what does a shopping bag mean in a dream? Dream is not worth a vision. And it says new beginnings. God just keeps saying the word new beginnings to me in different ways. He's sending people to say it. He's giving me dreams about it. He's giving confirmation in different ways. New beginnings. So now that I receive that, now I'm in your presence, God. What do you have me to do today? What do I need to allow you to do inside of me today? To become a better person. To become more effective to these new beginnings. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. God wants us to overflow in every area of our lives. There are people that used to be mean to me. Used to treat me a certain kind of way. Because they were envious of who I am. To the point they did not want me around. And I felt that every time. And I said, God, how can they envy me who don't do it the work? But it's you who do it within me. So they're envious of their own God. The man who they serve. And I begin to entertain and, and get back angry. Be like, what, 
Like, like, who are you? Like, how dare you? And my anger came from, how dare you to stand in front of people or the face of God with all the scripture and theology of who you are and you not operate in who you are? How foolish do you look? How foolish do you sound? Because you know that I know who you are and how you not operate, operate in who you're supposed to be. And my thing is, I wanted people to see the truth about these people. Because I was like, y'all greatly being deceived by these people who just sitting there acting like they so high and mighty to the point they have to minister to people. And yet you just sit down and be ministered to. Because how you treating me, how you look at me, how you talk to me, it's very disrespectful. I never done anything to you but love you. Pray for you. Release the word of God to you. And you hate me so much to the point your face ball up when I come around. And it's not me that you're envious of. It's your God. Because I don't do anything of my own. And God say no. Don't want them to be exposed. Because you are a person who forgives. You are a person who walks in love. And if they be exposed, that will bother you. Because you don't want them to feel anything other than happy, satisfied, honored, every good word. It bothers me to see someone be exposed or embarrassed or aggravated or agitated, bothered. Any anything, and God said, "I know you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want them to be exposed, but you want them to learn from their mistakes." And I'm very same people are becoming my footstool. And when I say footstool, we got to be careful that we use the word footstool. When we say footstool, we take it as if our slave or under our subjection and all of that. No, God doesn't mean that. It means that he turned their their hearts been turned around from one way to another. It was working. It was seemed to be working against you on that person's behalf. Are beginning now to work for your good on their behalf. They went from can't stand you to now want you to pray for them. They went from hating you to now wanting to be around you. That's becoming your footstool. So today, I want you to enjoy this day. It's Saturday. I don't understand how sometimes on a Saturday, there's no virtual learning for my son. We're at home on weekends, mostly. And I still get out my bed so early. <laughs> but most of us be in our bed, just enjoy our sweet sleep. Now, I do do that sometimes, but this is one of the days I'm just so up. So just, I don't drink coffee. I don't take energy pills. I don't drink no energy boost. Honestly, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm already, I've always been so energetic. <laughs> so excited, filled with so much excitement. Always been that type of person. But I want to pray for you this morning that things are in your life, that are coming to your life, that you begin to obey the voice of God for what he's telling you to do. If he may tell you to put things in, uh, start allowing you to put things in order, 
then allow him to do that, okay? Put things in order. Don't be a messy person. And I mean that physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. God is moving. When it's your time, it's your time. For whatever you're seeking God for, just know it's already done. I'm having conversations with God like, this is how my conversations are. You're redoing what you already done. You already saw all of this. And yet you enjoying and watching it over again. I'm doing everything that I already done. Every step I take, every move I make, every word I'm speaking. This already took place. Me being on this podcast this morning already happened. When I get up and prepare my morning meal for me and my child, that already happened. And everything you have coming my way already happened. Well, let's enjoy everything that happened happening again. Let's enjoy every moment of it together. And you already saw me enjoying it before. Come on. (laughs) Sometimes we go far with things, but no, this is for real. <laughs> this right here is yeah. <laughs> this is where it's at. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is exactly where it's at. Right with God. Hallelujah. God said that your family are very proud of you. He said your family is very proud of you. That's for all of us. But understand why he's saying that. Because I grew up Jewish. But God was calling me out of my grandfather's church. And at the time he didn't understand that. He just felt unsupported from his granddaughter. But God wanted me alone. For what he's preparing me for now. And I'm not going to speak against any person's religion. I just believe that we were once Jews. But when Christ said it is finished, we became Christians, Christ-like. And I'm not going to go around trying to add into or take away from what God has already spoken concerning you and I. On a religious point of view. So God had to call me out. Because I said to God. I want the truth. That was very powerful to say at the age of seven. Who thinks like that at seven? God I want the truth. And I sat in my bedroom. On my bed. I didn't want to play outside. My sister was already out there. I said, I want the truth. I'm tired of hearing about people talking about love in your word. And I do not see it. I'm seeing the opposite to what I'm hearing. So show me the truth. Do you want me to preach outside? I keep hearing about these electric bills and this water bills. Let me preach outside. 
for free. I keep hearing the complaints about giving tithes and offering. I don't want to charge them. I don't want to ask them for anything. Just let me release. At seven, who says things like that? My sister, we grew up so close. It was me and her for a long time till my little brother came. But me and my sister always had that powerful connection. Always. To the point we having the same dreams. Our father been incarcerated since we were since I was 5 and she was 6. Awesome father who always took care of home. Him and my mom. She at home with us and he's working two jobs to provide for us. But he was so obsessed with me and my sister as his daughters. He was the father at the time. I'm going to keep you locked away in this room all day till I come home because I'm keeping you from the world because I'm trying to protect you from being hurt from the world who hurted me. So he kept us locked away a lot. Even my mom. That was his way of protecting us. And I thank God that I didn't grow up like that. Because I don't know. It would have damaged our relationship. I would have grew up pretty much disliking my dad. From sheltering me from the world. In a such physical way that don't make sense. How am I going to ever learn how to do anything if you're keeping me from the opportunities? But we begin to, while he's in prison, we, we never left our relationship. He always was so, so, uh, me and my sister was his, not his everything, God is his everything. But you get what I'm saying. It was all about me and my sister to him. She on one lap, I'm on the other lap. He kissed one, he kissed the other. It was always about me and my sister. He always was, a, we always was around him. Everywhere we went. He used to play, you know, drums in church and things like that. And when he got incarcerated, and I didn't understand what that meant at the time. I used to go to jail and visit him and the prison and visit him. And as I started getting older, I started realizing I need my dad. I want my dad here. I have a great father. He just went at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and he's still in prison today. And I'm 36. Hallelujah. So I grew up a lot of things. I grew up depending on God for everything as my father. Because I needed that in my life. And I didn't see no one else fit to be that but God. And he said, that's such a wise decision. You chose me. A lot of us don't include God in areas of our lives. I include him in my life as a father. As a God, as a friend. And he never failed me. He never failed you. He just wasn't aware. God was with us the entire time. We weren't even aware of his presence. So I felt myself being too different growing up. I was like, Jesus, I'm too much like you. I love it. But I started growing up into, you know, adolescence and, you know, teenage years, whatever you call it. And I started seeing how they were having fun in the world, 
The world seemed like it was having fun around me. They go into the parties, they're drinking and smoking and laughing and wearing certain things. I was like, I'm looking at myself and looking at them. I'm like, I see a difference, God. They look like they're having fun. I want to join the party. So I started, I tried to drink a little bit of something, beer, what it was, some kind of wine cooler, MD 2020. I drank some of that and I was like, ew, this is gross. It was like, just drink a little bit more. I was like, it's nasty though. I said, what is that? Cigarette, let me try. <clears throat> ah, this is gross. It's nasty. You guys like this? Yeah, just keep doing it. You'll get, a, you'll get the hang of it. Where are we going? We're going to a, a block party. Okay, let's have fun. I appeared to have fun on the outside. But on the inside, I was like, this is not fun to me. And then I said, what else out there? And they was like, you know, how can I say this? Uh, sexual things. I said, what? They said, yes, yeah, sexual things. I said, where that's at? Everywhere. You want to go to a party with us? Sure. I said, this is what you call sexual things? Kissing? I don't want to kiss. I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't like any of this stuff. This is what my spirit man kept telling me in my heart. You, this is not you. Quenisha, this is not you. No matter how much you try to fit in with other people, this is not you. You're called to set an example to gain them out of that. Not you engage in that. That's why you feel the difference. That's why you see the difference. That's not you. And as I grew up, I began to, and now I begin to do it, and it became a, ha- a physical habit. When you smoke cigarettes and drink, it becomes a physical habit. Because they got the chemicals in it to allow you to be addicted. But every time I smoked and drank, it drew me for some reason closer to God. And I kept saying, I do not like this, so why am I still doing it? To fit with a crowd? To be like mere men? I'm the changer. I'm the one who create the atmosphere for change. With the presence of God on the inside of me. God, you walk with me my entire life here on earth. As you talk to every prophet, evangelist, teacher, apostle, so have you talked to me. I don't mention my title. If those who, if you noticed... Everywhere I'm going and someone say, what is, I mean, do you have a title or what? Just call me Quenisha. Call me by my first name. And how you see me operating in spirit, you will know who I am. But Because I don't want anyone to focus, even I, on a title. Because some of us allow these titles to define us. 
who we really not. And that's in a lot of cases. We can't elevate ourselves. I was born as that. Born as a seer. I always saw. I always heard. I always felt. And let me tell you something. That's not an easy anointing to have. My God is not. Many times I was like, why am I so different? Why am I like this? I don't see anybody else like this. And some people even treat me like I like I'm different. I say, God, there are some people now who run away from me. Who running. When they see me, they get out of there. Like, why is they doing that? Because they can see that you can see right through them. And they do not want to be exposed. Because they think that you're going to condemn them. Instead of what you're really here to do. Embrace them. And I don't want anyone to feel like I'm here to condemn That's why my message is always with love. Hallelujah. I'm piercing you with the love of God. Hallelujah. So I thank God for just taking me out of those areas. Growing up. And I was like, wow, God, you never left me. We always talked. I'm just so honored to have a life to say that. I always had God. I always talked to God. See, we all had God, but a lot of us wasn't aware. A lot of us never communicated, never invited him in, never excluded him in. I excluded him. I mean, I included him. I mean, not excluded him in, I'm sorry. <laughs> included him in. A lot of us excluded him and not included him in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank God that y'all be getting what I'm saying sometimes. As I replay some of these videos, I'd be like, oh my God, why did I say that? Like yesterday, um, I was talking about the armor of God. And I said the helmet of salvation was mentioned first, and it was not. It's being girded. Hallelujah. The helmet comes right before the fisha, the, the preparation of the gospel of peace. But I wrote it down that way. And that's how I, I memorized it. Because I started with the head, hallelujah, and so forth down. And the head is the helmet of salvation. But it, was the, it wasn't the first thing to be mentioned. Hallelujah. And God said, that's fine. That's, that's, not, that's no big deal. It's an armor. He said, when I wrote it, I didn't put it in order. Because if I did, it would have been held as, helmet of salvation. That's the first thing. But I just put it in order of, I put it in the order of just armor. Just put it in order. Just, just wrote it. For you know the importance of it. That was, that's God's point. To see the significance of having armor. And what each form of armor do for your spirit. Hallelujah. How it benefits the area of your life. I'm just a person that's a deep digger. I'm a deep, I'm a deep digger when it comes to the word of God. I dig deep. Because there are mysteries to be revealed. And now that I'm, I'm aware of them. When I read I see it. <laughs> Immediately I see mysteries. Like, oh my gosh. Look at that mystery. And I'll be feeling so good. Like, I, I know something that I didn't know. That a lot of people don't 
you read something like 10, 20 times. But when God revealed the mystery of it, if it's a mystery, some things just straight out how it is. But if there's a mystery in it, my God. <laughs> when you reveal when he reveal a mystery to you, you God can't tell you nothing. You're like, oh my God. I know something that I didn't know before. Hallelujah. In a way that needs to be preached. For a lot of people need to be opened up to how it's being revealed mysteriously. I thank you guys for your time. I love you all so much. It's Saturday. I'm so excited about that. Am I going to lay in my bed all day? I don't think so. (laughs) I have a mother who keeps dragging me out to the gym, not knowing I do my workout at home. (laughs) So I'm getting like double (laughs) physical punishment. So if you so happen to see me tiptoeing and I mean like walking like I'm in pain or walking different because I am. Because she's pushing me and pushing me. I'm like, I think I look great. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me something, mother? <laughs> but no, she just she wants me to continue keeping it keeping it going. But I mean, I'm one of person, I'm a person that's not gonna let myself go. I'm just not. I don't care who in my life. I'm in my life. Hallelujah. I'm just not going to let myself go. And, um, I mean, I might gain a little weight here and there. And then I realize it, hey, it's time to lose. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because my, my mother know I'm, I like to feast. I like to eat. I really do. But enough about me. I'm talking about food could go, that could be all day. And I do not want to keep you all day. You might, you might got to tune off. <laughs> tune out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because grandmother know, and that's why I love taking her grocery shopping and just filling her food up. Because I know as a child, I have taken a lot out of the fridge. And I mean, I, man, she had to sew in a lot for the food ministry because of me. Because <laughs> I, I, that's just, hey, that's a whole nother story. But I just thank God that I enjoy food and do not love it. Because I do not love anything that does not love me back. Anything that doesn't have life cannot love you back. You're supposed to enjoy. So I enjoy a strawberry milkshake, God. And I got to look that up. Hallelujah. So that's my time for now. I got things to look up for God giving word upon word upon word to release a word. So I love you so much. Continue to keep me in prayer as I keep you in prayer. I'm so happy for you. I'm just, just know that I'm supporting you. I love you. I honor you. I thank you for supporting me. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you for loving me. We shall meet soon. I love you. I love you. I love you. I got to make a song about how much I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.